you've probably heard the term political theater. If not, I'll borrow the definition of a Washington Post writer offered in the days after Donald Trump's shocking victory in 2016. As the journalists and other professional leftists tried to come to grips with what had happened just a few days before, on November 18th of that year, Nelson Preston wrote a piece on political theater and how it did quote-unquote us in, whoever us is supposed to be in the case of that election. Probably everyone who agrees with his approved political position. But Preston offers a good definition of political theater that we're going to start off with today. Quote, In the public sphere, political theater is synonymous with empty show. It's a gesture, posturing, grandstanding, sound and fury, likely to be signaling no genuine idea, but certainly indicating a play for power. End quote. In other words, political theater at best reminds everyone of who is in charge, but otherwise is meaningless. It can also be a masquerade when political theater takes the form of a conflict playing out before our eyes, when those fighting are doing so without any real conviction. Those involved are putting on a show for everyone to see, but in reality, whatever the conflict is being fought over has been decided already. Such is the nature of political theater. It's a show to deceive the masses in one way or another. This week, the Catholic world was treated to a spectacle of pure political theater. Earlier in the week, I reported that the German Bishops' Conference was going to run its own synod for Germany, which we will be henceforth calling the Lutheran Synod, while it's functionally running the Amazon Synod in Rome. The purpose of the Lutheran Synod? To push for pretty much the same issues they're pushing for in the Amazon Synod, except, for the, except for, of course, for the embrace of pagan cosmovisions and ecological revelation and other heretical nonsense that they're pushing in the name of the indigenous peoples of the Amazon. On the menu for the Germans are the typical things uh, on the modernist wish list. Married clergy, ordinations for women, democratization of the church, abandoning of the church's constant teachings on sexual morality and marriage, etc., etc. A church for the people, by the people. Not a church that worships God and was founded by God himself for the salvation of people. History has given us plenty of examples of German priests leading a schism, and this, is, this may just be another example. Late this week, the Vatican sent the German Bishops' Conference a letter saying that the German plans to go forward with a binding synod were, quote, not ecclesiastically valid, unquote. What does that even mean? Part of the issue is that according to the canon lawyers of the Vatican, what the Germans are planning isn't a synod at all, but an actual church council, which they aren't permitted to launch without Vatican approval. That's a big oopsie, and for good reason. The Germans have said that what this weird synod they're planning will be binding on the church and in Germany. Some people have pointed out that I'm lumping all the German bishops together into one group of heretics and that there are two or three good ones. You know, that's actually true. There are two or three good bishops who oppose this mess. But here's the thing. At this synod council they're planning, the good ones are almost certainly going to get steamrolled by the likes of Casper and Marx and Overbeck and the rest. And my money is on the Vatican doing nothing of substance about it. Why? Because this is political theater, that's why. Notice that the Germans are pushing for pretty much the same things that the Vatican quietly signed off for the Amazon. Remember, the instrumentum laboris of the Amazon Apostasy Council was approved by Francis initially. Now, as we saw with the Youth Synod earlier in 2019, that doesn't necessarily mean Francis is going to let the Synod Fathers lead in apostasy or implementation of heresy. At the end of the Youth Synod, the Pope actually squashed the very worst of the ideas being pushed by the people claiming to be speaking on behalf of young Catholics. He may do the same at the end of the Amazon Synod. I mean, who really knows at this point? 
such is the nature of the diabolic disorientation that firmly grips the church at this moment. The crux of the matter is this. Cardinal Willet sent a letter on September 4th to the German bishops saying that, it, in essence, the matters they were addressing weren't unique to Germany, but would an effect, have an effect on the universal church as a whole, and as such must be handled by the church as a whole with the permission of the pope. Seems logical, right? The head of the Pontifical Council for Legislative Texts, Cardinal Ianon, yes, I probably said his name wrong, sorry, described it this way, quote, It is easy to see that these themes do not only affect the church in Germany, but the universal church with few exceptions, cannot be the object of the deliberations or decisions of a particular church without contravening what is expressed by the Holy Father in his letter. And by these themes, the cardinal means the issues of authority, participation, and separation of powers, sexual morality, the form of priestly life, and women in church ministries and offices, to use the description of these ideas that were issued by the German Bishops' Conference. And these are the exact same things the Amazon bishops and their German abusers are going to use at the Amazon Synod. Yet so far, this standard hasn't been applied to the maniacs planning the Amazon Synod. The cardinal, whose name I probably butchered, referenced a letter from Francis to the Germans that he sent back in June. Here's a relevant quote from Francis on this, which I find kind of funny. Quote, Every time the ecclesial community has tried to resolve its problems alone, trusting and focusing exclusively on its forces or methods, its intelligence, its will or prestige, it ended up increasing and perpetuating the evils it tried to solve. I find it kind of funny because this is the synodal papacy, and the Amazon bishops and their German counterparts are getting away with it for that hot mess. Why do I say this is political theater? I mean, aside from the obvious, which is that the same people are getting away with this and planning their synod for the Amazon, at least so far at any rate, the German bishops publicly announced that they're going to ignore Pope Francis's directive and forge ahead with their Lutheran synod. Notice in all of this, no threats of excommunication, censure, suppression, or any of it. And that's really weird. I mean, maybe the Germans dodged that bullet so far because they have no plans to have a traditional Latin mass said at their Lutheran synod since it seems anything embracing tradition is required before the Vatican suppresses an organization of the faithful. But anyway, this move took some guts by the Germans, if it wasn't political theater. I'll quote the letter Cardinal Marx sent to Cardinal Ouellette on the issue. Quote, We hope that the results of forming an opinion on these matters in our country will also be helpful for the guidance of the Universal Church and other Episcopal conferences on a case-by-case -case basis. In any case, I cannot see why questions about which the magisterium has made determinations should be withdrawn from any debate, as your writings suggest. Countless believers in Germany consider these issues to be in need of discussion. End quote. Marx informed the Vatican that it's going to basically ignore the Pope and the directions of the Curia, and how very dare they intervene, and forge ahead with their Lutheran synod, and they recognize that this will affect the Church around the world. Fun times. I remember when the Amazon Synod first came into the news, I suggested rather forcefully that whatever the maniacs implement for the Amazon will spread across the church. And some people were skeptical, but probably rightfully so. But at this point, I hope it's clear that this was the plan all along. For the Germans' Lutheran Synod, we see the same thing playing out there, with it explicitly stated that they want to be of guidance to other Episcopal conferences on a case-by-case -case basis. This is the nature of modernism, with the traditions of the church rejected and heterodoxy implemented in the name of empowering the local church. It's a sort of twisted nationalism, 
which is pretty funny given that it's in vogue in the church these days to ignore national sovereignty in the name of some supposed universal humanism. In this case, the Germans are essentially invoking nationalism to promote their modernist agenda. And they should be careful doing that because in Germany these days, nationalist sentiments are considered a crime. In all seriousness, this should have been expected. Short of the Vatican coming down like the wrath of God against these disobedient prelates, what we're being subjected to is political theater. Maybe I'm wrong, and I would really like to be wrong on this, but I suspect that the current regime in Rome is perfectly fine with all of this, and that vague political noises need to be made in opposition to this heterodoxy in order to promote the illusion of some remaining Catholicity and universality in the Church. But this, to me, is obvious political theater, because the Vatican has made, or has had, two months now to squash this nonsense. The plans the Germans are implementing are to democratize the Church, making doctrine, discipline, and tradition left up to the whims of the voting mob. Recall that in August, an executive committee of the German Bishops' Conference had approved draft statutes for the creation of a synodal assembly, in partnership with a lay organization calling itself the Central Committee of German Catholics, which calls for the ordination of women, an end to clerical celibacy, and the blessing of James Martin-esque marriages in the church. Hmm. Ending clerical celibacy and embracing fake James Martin-esque marriages. Where could that lead? No, I must be paranoid. At the same meeting, the German bishop's executive committee rejected an alternative synodal plan that was drafted to reflect the instructions of Pope Francis, issued to the bishops in a June letter to all the faithful of Germany. The Pope's instructions warned the bishops against falling into a quote-unquote new Pelagianism, whatever that means, and insisted that synodality could not be used as an excuse for reducing church governance and teaching to a democratic process. Well, when you've been embracing a synodal church for years, don't be surprised when you get a synodal church. And when you've been embracing democratic impulses in the church, like that silly youth synod earlier this year, don't be surprised when people decide to democratize a synod fully. But again, I suspect that this was the plan all along. After all, all politicians like to have some plausible deniability when a political experiment goes awry. And if anything will go awry, it's embracing heterodoxy, like the Germans plan to do here. Perhaps most laughably in all of this, though, is the retort by Cardinal Marx. When rejecting the Vatican's demands that the Germans not break from the Church, Cardinal Marx said that it would have been nice if there would have been some dialogue between the Germans and the Vatican. Yes, dialogue. All that's missing is a call for Francis to accompany the Germans into error. I find this all pretty funny, in a tragic comedy kind of way. At this point, watching this mess unfold is almost humorous. Almost. The brazen nature of these people is certainly funny, but what isn't funny in the slightest is the loss of souls that will come when the Germans only have a couple of bishops left who aren't moronic maniacs. And what of those good bishops? Will they go along, or will they defy their conference? Time will tell, but for many that will be the equivalent of career suicide. That may sound like a trite concern, but it is in moments like these that our Lord separates the wheat from the chaff. So what do you think of all this? Let me know in the comments below. Do you find this as amusing as I do? Am I wrong to think that this is political theater and that we're all just being strung along so that the revolution can come to the West faster than anyone anticipated? Share your thoughts with me on this. I'm genuinely interested. As always, thanks for listening and for your support of this channel. It is greatly appreciated and seen as a real blessing by myself and by my family. Stay rigid and cling to the faith while we weather this storm. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.